Welcome back, Crimeaholics. It's your host, Holly, and I am back with another Missing Monday episode. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Missing Mondays is a segment that was created to help keep missing persons' name and information in the media the best we can and to hopefully help aid in their return home. 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. at any given time, and while some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. With Missing Mondays comes the lack of information in some cases, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I'm about to sound like a broken record to y'all, but these stories, no matter the amount of information, deserve to be told. Today's case is another one with extremely limited information and will likely be in the category of a super short episode, but as I always say, they're just as important to talk about as any other missing persons case with an abundance of information. Their family deserves the same coverage as others, and they also deserve answers. Today's case is taking us to the beautiful state of Washington. So without further ado, this is the story of the disappearance of Tyler Christensen. Tyler Joel Christensen was born on June 6, 1999, and he grew up in Washington with his parents and four sisters. Tyler was the middle child with two older sisters and two younger sisters, and he often joked with his family saying that he was, quote, the rose among thorns, being that he is the only boy. He was described as being hardworking, creative, caring, and very responsible. He enjoyed the outdoors and hiking, and he was very close with his family, and he was very involved with his church. According to the Charlie Project page dedicated to him, Tyler was homeschooled and worked doing odd jobs for neighbors. He made furniture and other things out of metal and wood, but Tyler really loved riding his motorcycle. At the time that Tyler went missing, he was just 16 years old. On April 19, 2016, Tyler left his family home on the 5300 block of Picnic Point Road in Edmond, Washington, around 6.30 p.m. He told his family that he was going to be jogging to a youth meeting at his church in the 4700th block of 116th Street in Muckateo, Washington. This was not unusual for Tyler to walk or jog to his youth meetings. The distance between his home and the church was only a mile, but Tyler never made it to this youth meeting, nor would Tyler ever be seen by his family again. When Tyler never returned home, his family grew more and more concerned as the hours had gone by, and by 3.30 a.m. on April 20th, 2016, they called the Snohomish County Sheriff's Department to report him as missing. Tyler's family was worried that while jogging the trails to the youth group meeting, Tyler may have been hurt or injured or had fallen somewhere. Later that day on Wednesday, April 20th, search and rescue teams began searching the trails where Tyler would have traveled through, but they found absolutely no trace of him. As the weekend came and still no sign of Tyler, investigators started wondering if maybe Tyler had left on his own free will or if something more sinister had happened. 
When speaking with his family, they had learned that he had no mental health struggles. He had no problems at home. He had never ran away before. And leading up to him going missing, Tyler seemed absolutely normal. On that day before he left for that youth meeting, he had went into one of his older sister's rooms and the two of them just sat around chatting and talking for about 30 minutes. They chatted about normal things they normally would have talked about and it was nothing out of the ordinary and there was no indication that he was kind of doing this in a sense of saying goodbye. It was just a normal Tyler conversation with his sister. Tyler's sister Liz told Como News that right before he left, he had told her that he really liked her boyfriend, and it's been really neat to watch the two of them together. When Tyler went missing, his family worked non-stop trying to find him. They hung posters, passed out flyers, went door to door, and did as many news interviews that they could. By May 5th and no sign of Tyler and no sign of foul play, the family made a post to Facebook that stated that they believe that Tyler may have planned to leave on his own. On May 8th, nearly three weeks after Tyler went missing, investigators got their first real tip in the case. Tyler had been seen on the night of April 19th sometime between 10.30 p.m. and 11 p.m., he was spotted hitchhiking between Kingston and Paulsbow. The gentleman who had called this tip in had actually picked Tyler up while he was hitchhiking, and the man said that Tyler was very upbeat and told the gentleman that he was planning to go hike the Olympics. Tyler also had a backpack with him. It is believed that instead of going to the youth group that night of April 19th, Tyler instead headed in the opposite direction and caught a ferry to Kingston where he began hitchhiking. The man who had picked him up dropped Tyler off on Viking Avenue between Paulsbow and Silverdale. He also recalled that Tyler had asked for directions to Shelton, Washington. Now that they had this idea of what direction Tyler was headed in, they intensified their search. On May 13th, Tyler's backpack was located near the High Steel Bridge in Mason County, Washington. This bridge is a huge bridge that in length is 685 feet and is 375 feet high. Inside the backpack, they found a pair of sweatpants, a few untouched food items, as well as a couple of used emergency foil blankets. For anyone who looked inside of this backpack, it was very apparent to them that Tyler had planned this trip. It seemed like he had planned to spend some time in the wilderness having these emergency foil blankets as well as food. They also found a ferry ticket inside of a pocket, which confirmed that Tyler did in fact take that ferry on April 19th. After the backpack was located, a massive search of the area was conducted by search and rescue, canine units, and a helicopter. And nothing further of Tyler's was found, nor was he. But his family was left with so many questions. Why was the backpack found there? Why did Tyler take the ferry to begin with, and what made him decide to leave in the first place? And I think the biggest haunting question for Tyler's family was why wasn't the backpack still with Tyler, and what does it mean that it wasn't? In a desperate attempt to make contact with Tyler, his family left behind a note where they found the backpack. 
Their hope was that he would pass back through and see the note. But after the backpack finding, no other evidence or clues or word from Tyler ever came. On June 2nd, 2016, Tyler turned 17 years old. Though he wasn't home with his family, they celebrated by making a huge card where they allowed friends and people who had been following the case to leave a note. They expressed their love for Tyler, they expressed how much they miss him, and pray for his safe return. Two years later, just two days after Tyler's 19th birthday, his family suffered another devastating blow when Tyler's sister Emily passed away. Though her cause of death has never been publicly shared, many speculate that she had committed suicide due to posts that they had seen on social media. According to things I saw on social media myself, it appeared that Tyler and Emily were very close and that she had taken him being missing the hardest. To this day, nothing further belonging to Tyler has ever been recovered, nor has Tyler been found. People on the popular websites WebSleuth and Reddit believe that Tyler went to the high steel bridge that day to take his own life. Lots of people also speculate that Tyler was just sick of his upbringing and ventured off to start a new life. At 16 years old, maybe he felt he could make it on his own. Of course, because the information is so limited and there hasn't been any sightings of Tyler since, it leaves us all to wonder and speculate on what happened. And for his family, if he just wanted to run off, they wish that he would just make contact to let them know he's okay. We are going on six years since he went missing, and that is six long years left wondering what happened to someone. Tyler was officially categorized as a runaway due to the nature of everything in his case. But there's many questions left about whether something happened to Tyler near that bridge. Did he run into a wild animal? Did he get hurt and was unable to get help? Did he fall and again was hurt and unable to get help? Did something more sinister happen? Or did Tyler just simply decide to run away and start fresh? Today, Tyler is 22 years old. Ultimately, his family just wants answers on what happened and whether he is still out there. If you or anyone you know has information on Tyler Christensen or his whereabouts, you can call the Snohomish County Sheriff's tip line at 425-388-3845. At the time that Tyler went missing, he was wearing a light blue t-shirt and dark blue shorts. He was 16 years old and stood at 5 foot 11 and was 145 pounds. Tyler is a white male and he has light brown hair, blue eyes, and Tyler's hair at that time was in a buzz cut. He also has a half inch scar on his left ankle. Crimeaholics, if you are not already a part of our private Facebook group, be sure to find us on Facebook by searching Crimeaholics Podcast Discussion Group. In there, we share all information and pictures pertaining to the cases that we cover. We also encourage all of our members to share all things true crime. You can also follow us at crimeaholics.podcast on both Instagram and on TikTok. And if you wish to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at crimeaholly. Crimeaholics, that is all for now. Until next time, be aware and take care. (music) 